right, here we are. This is the Daddy Opinion podcast hosted by me, Eric Rush, and uh, my buddy here, Chris Kozar. How you doing, everybody? All right, we're here to talk all things dad-related. Politics, sports, kids, wives, ex-wives, girlfriends, uh, work. We both work in IT, so computer nerdy stuff. I'm sure everyone will have a a ball listening to. Um, And we just want to have a good time, share our our experiences and our thoughts and opinions, and and hopefully get some information from you guys. Yeah, share some some info and points of view from, uh, from a dad point of view. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, like I said, uh, my name is Eric Rush. I have four kids: um, a four-year-old, it's a boy named Evan; eleven-year-old Jason; seventeen-year-old Tammy; and an eighteen-year-old Justine. Uh, married to my wife Shauna, and we live in Phillipsburg. And we've been married for through four years. I almost got myself in trouble there. Uh, Don't do that. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> hey, uh, Chris Kozar, and I'm. Uh... 44-year-old divorced dad, two kids, 17-year-old boy who just got his driver's license, stay off the roads, <laughs> and Sarah, my 15-year-old princess. I'm also a, an IT professional, been in IT oof, 25 years now, um, actually an IT operations manager for a uh, food manufacturing company, um, <clears throat> and uh, looking forward to uh, sharing some experiences uh, Especially uh, in the beginning here, talking about the big old uh, divorce word. Uh, but we'll get into all that stuff later. But uh, definitely looking forward to uh, sharing some uh, experiences and uh, even hopefully learning from some feedback. All right. Um, so the first thing Chris and I were talking about, because uh, we have a, you know, a range in kids. I've got little guys and older girls. And by the way, both my girls are driving too. So if you haven't steered clear of Chris's son, get the hell out of the way. From a, a silver Honda and a white Ford Contour, those two cars will be on the sidewalk driving. Um, we're gonna start talking about some milestones. Uh, recently, I shared a little story with some of my friends about Evan. We were at Walmart looking for um, with Evan, my th- three-year-old. He'll be four on June 21st. So we were looking for pajamas. So he's picking out pajamas. He's looking at them. He's you know yo gabba gabba and all this stuff. And I hear this little little fart sound come out. And I was like, Evan, did you just fart? And he goes, I farted in Walmart, Daddy. And what I realized was that was a milestone. So moms might not get it, wives might not get it, but that was Evan's first public fart. That was his first, like, fart in a store. And and the reason why it stuck out was I've got two girls who are graduating high school. So one has turned 18. They both got their driver's license. These are huge, huge milestones. They're going to be graduating in two weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. But these milestones, sometimes we miss the little ones. Like for a guy, it's you had mentioned right before we started recording, writing your name in the snow with you know while right. you're pissing outside. Yeah. You know, all the way from girls' first heartbreak, driver's license, permits, you know, graduation, acceptance to college. And I've seen it all. You're right. You know, we focus so much on the big events. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, even you know, getting the driver's license or the weddings and the communions and, and stuff like that, we we forget about those little ones, right. and those really are the ones that you know develop the character of the child. Right. You know, right. Everything else is so scripted. You know, the right. communion is scripted. And, you know, you graduate in eighth grade, everything's that's scripted, right? 
peeing mm. in the snow, or how about you know <laughs> the first time they drop their pants in the yard and just <laughs> take a wee? You know, <laughs> those, those are things that build a character of the kid, it's, and it's just you know great moments, great moments. And uh, if you don't realize that, stop and see that. Mm-hmm. So so much stuff can go, just go by. Yeah, uh, I find like I said. So you have a seventeen-year-old as your oldest, and a fifteen-year-old, and, and watching. You know, my girls grow into these. You know, they're they're young women now. I mean, they're they're going to be out on their own. They're going to be in college, and having this four-year-old. I have. Uh, I was I was a freshman in high school when my first child was born in September of my freshman year. So we'll let that sink in for a couple seconds. So it wasn't that I was there wasn't there to see the milestones. It's that I was still hitting milestones of my own right so but now i've got this four-year-old and and i'm taking the time to really like process this as like a mature adult kind of thing um you know it goes back to when my wife was pregnant i wrote a book and we documented everything and i kept a a blog and stuff about that um so now i'm trying i I guess i'm kind of overcompensating maybe with my son a little bit because i missed some of the stuff that like everything is turning into like a milestone for me (laughs) probably appreciate it more yeah yeah, I guess I guess that's it. Yeah, you had a point there. Um, but uh, I know we, we want to talk about coaching. I have coached uh, my daughter in softball and basketball, but you're you're coaching with your son now. Yeah, I'm actually coaching with my son in the yellow. But we started talking about the milestones. Um, as I, I started thinking, you know, with with coaching with my son, you know, all through the all through the years, I, I I coached him, whether it be ice hockey or or baseball and even soccer. And you run into those little milestones, you know, when he was in ice hockey, they won a champ, a, a championship, you know, and, uh, you know, that he was eight, nine years old, snot's coming out of his nose, you know, and, and uh, but it was a great experience because, you know, it's his first championship and little league, you know, the first hit and all those kind of things. Um, but then, then now, you know, like you said about your, your older daughters, you know, becoming young adults, young women, my son, you know, a young man, um, it's now new milestones, you know, and to be able to sit there. And stand there on a baseball field with my son next to me saying, hey, dad, you know, um, why don't we, you know, look at, you know, doing this play, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe we should have him bunt here or, hey, let's have him steal. You know, catcher doesn't have a great arm. Right, right. And it's like, you sit there and now you look and it's like, you know, that little kid that's peeing in the snow uh-huh. is now grown into a little it's kind man. of like a grasshopper thing, right? It, like, you know, he, he takes the stone from your hand kind of thing. It, like, exactly, you know? exactly. And, uh, you know, well, on one side it's, it's you know fabulous to go through that and experience that. On the other side, it it is it you know it's a little it's a little scary. You know it's a little sad because you know they're growing up. Yeah, like you said they're they're going to be gone soon. You yeah. know, out of the house in college, hopefully. Yeah, I mean i I've got my wife is an uber emotional mother, which I guess they all are. Um, she'll just sit in bed and just start crying because we're planning a graduation party, and she just loses her mind. Right, right. Like can't. Yeah, and my girls, the first year they want to go to community college, so they're not even leaving. Right, like the room isn't going to be empty, the bags aren't being packed. Right, it's just that they're graduating high school. You lose a little bit of that like hold on them, I guess that you have, but it's what you wanted when you were eighteen and you graduated high school. You're like, get me the hell out of the house. Absolutely, I'm eighteen. I'm a, I'm in charge of myself now. It, it, it's like uh, when the when the kids get their driver's license. Yeah, you know that's. Um, I would say that's probably the first milestone of oh shit (laughs) this kid's you know becoming an adult and you know next step is college and you know then working then 
marriage, and then oh boy, and then that's that cat's in the cradle thing. Yeah, you know, you don't want them to be gone, but you do. You know, there's a little bit of that, like, oh, get your license, get your license. My uh, my daughter Tammy, 17 year old, failed her test the first time, and I was like, man. Get your license. Like, get your license. Justine has her license, and she's driving. And then you go, oh, wait a minute. Yep. Now I have no control over where you are. I mean, I can tell you you can't go there, but when you get behind the wheel, I don't have a GPS on you. You know, well, there's a little bit of – you trust them, but there's a little bit of that, like, that first that first taste of freedom for them it, it, is it's, that key. It's the, like the, the first time that, that mama bird pushes, you know, the baby yeah. bird out the nest to see if they can fly. And, you know, especially driving – it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You may trust your own child driving. They may be an excellent driver, but you got to worry about the other cuckoos out on the road. Right, right. And you know, you know that they don't have the experience as we do. Mm-hmm. So you have to put some trust in there. And uh, but you know that that's I don't to me is really the you know that first. Yeah, driving is is scary. So all you parents out there with kids, you have to trust them. And I always just tell my girls, it's not that I don't trust you because if you tell them you don't trust them, then they're going to freak out. Right. But I always tell them, it's not that I don't trust you. It's that there's a thousand other people out there. And, and actually, kind of to wrap this up, the, the thousand other people thing, you have a daughter, right? You, how old did you say your daughter was? Fifteen. Okay. So I had a woman that I worked with who raised three boys. And she said to me, maybe four or five years ago when I was talking about the girls, she said, uh, wrap, let this wrap get like wrapped around your brain here. She said, I'm glad I raised all boys. Do you know why? I said, why? She said, because I have three boys. I only have to worry about three penises. She <laughs> said, if I had three girls, I'd have to worry about a billion penises. And I said, all right, thanks. Yeah. About <laughs> all right. So uh, so the milestone, that, that was good. I, I touched on the graduation thing. I wanted to throw real quick. Um, planning a graduation party is a nightmare. Planning a graduation party when you have two people graduating who come from now – my 17-year-old was from me from a previous marriage. My 18-year-old, Justine, is from my wife from a previous. So we have my family, um, her mother, then we have my wife's family, and Justine's father's family. So we have four pe- four sets of people to invite to this one party. Um, you have too many exes in there. And, uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's too, too many exes in there. But, yeah, yeah we'll get to that topic. <laughs> Um, but so we're, we're ordered as part, you know, say we, let's say for a round number, we, ha- we invite a hundred people, um, with an RSVP, right? Put phone number, there's an email address, there's Facebook accounts. There's just in general, you just see these people. And I had sent you a little text earlier cause I wanted to make sure I talked about this. I, I recently found out apparently I'm an asshole because RSVP to oh, me, you, you are a Cowboys fan. Well, I am a Cowboys fan. I'm a Yankees fan, though, too. So does that help uh, at all? Not really. I mean, I had to type in Let's Go Giants to get onto your Wi-Fi. Well, thanks for telling everybody about Wi-Fi <laughs> password. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, anyway, so RSVP. You got to think about it. Like, uh, RSVP is on there so that way the people throwing the party know we need X amount of chairs. We need X amount of food. We need whatever. Now, my ultimate plan originally was... I, to walk around, I don't know, like the big dude outside of a club with the clipboard and go, you're not on the list. You didn't RSVP. Because in my head, I'm going, well, if we have 75 people who RSVP'd, then I only need 75 chairs. And I only need food for 75 people. Right. Because I'm trying to, you, you know. This is high school graduation. This is high school graduation. You're going to have friends with friends. Right. And you're gonna be in my head. House to house. And, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I know. I know. I, 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 
I thought it was maybe just a wife me conversation, but then I started talking to other people and everybody kind of looked at me like I was an asshole. So I will take that. Shauna, you are right. I screwed this one up, but I just, there's a Adam Carolla does a, a podcast that always talks about, we need to start shaming people if they're doing something wrong. So they stop doing something wrong all the time. Right. Right. Freaking reply to RSVP. I see you on Facebook. I get emails from you. I get text messages from you. I get phone calls from you. Tell me if you're coming. I don't want to chase you around after I sent the RSVP out. But the, that's me. Oh, or invitation. I'm an asshole, I guess. So, anyway, I had to get that off my chest. All right. So, uh, Eric, going back uh, going back to the kids, um, this whole social media thing, privacy. Mm-hmm. What, what's your take on, well, one, you know, your, your girls are older. Mine are a little a little younger. One, what's an appropriate age? Especially, you know, the Twitters, the Facebooks, these, you know, there's so many of them nowadays. Instagram, Pinterest, or whatever. Snapchat's you know, the big one you yeah, gotta worry about. Yeah, exactly. Snapchat's a, a, a real bad one. And then just, you know, the the privacy of well, these social accounts. So so treat it like a bedroom, right? It you you have your privacy, but it's under my roof. You know, the way we did it with the girls was... Because they're below... Their, their age is when social media blew up. I mean, they were in middle school when Facebook was big. They all had accounts. You know, the, t- the two girls had an account. However, we had their username and password. So it was, you can do, you know, post. Don't, don't post anything, you know, disrespectful. Don't curse on it. Family's on it. Friends are on it. However, if at any point I want to go on to that thing and see what you're doing behind the scenes in the chat room, you know, the message thing or whatever, I have your username and password. I can go on it. They were probably eighth grade, I guess. When now, as, a, as a parent, especially as a dad, especially as a dad to a daughter, you know, let, let's not uh, fool ourselves. We're probably a little more protective of daughters than we are sons. It wasn't my idea to let them have it. Let's, let's throw that out there. My idea was no, hell no. Right. <clears throat> I, I could see that. Um, but we came to a compromise. But how do you, you know, and, and I'm not saying that our kids would do it, but, you know, even other dads, you hear about all these stories, kids, okay, they'll have one account mm. that they show you. Right, right. Then they'll have another account. Um, <clears throat> what, to what degree of monitoring, you know, can you, you know, I don't know, is realistic? Well, I mean, there, there's a little bit of, I trust my girls to make the right decisions, in there, I mean, there's a little bit of, I know they're going to make wrong decisions. So, you know, I mean, now they're 17 and 18. I don't do it often. But, we'll, you know, when they got their cell phones, we also knew their cell phone password. There was no locking your password. Or we'd just randomly walk in the room and say, don't touch anything, hand me your phone. So they didn't right. have a chance to go, oh, let me erase this, let me erase let this. Me delete, it was just, let me delete this text. Hand me your phone text. and let me look at it. I mean, my girls are good girls. I know they do stuff. I don't, I, I always tell uh, my parents and, and people I talk to about the kids, girls, they're like icebergs. Whatever you see on the surface, really, I mean, whatever they're telling you is probably 10% of what they're really doing. The other 90% goes on uh, and you don't know about it, but you have to, it's like driving. You can let them get behind the wheel of a car. You just trust that everything that you told them. Even with other decisions, I guess, guess, yeah, yeah. at some point you have to trust that you've done the right thing. Right. Um, You've taught them the the right thing, and I guess yeah, you have to put that trust I- into that kid. Scary, uh, that's scary though. You know, it's a scary world out there. You hear about all these wackos, yeah. um, you know, hacking Facebook accounts or 
you know, sexting, and you know, oh my gosh. <clears throat> it's, you know, um, I, you know, I come from, like I said, my, my, <laughs> my daughter was born when I was 14. So think about that. And that was prior to Facebook and Instagram. So I always tell the girls, you know, we're not dumb. What's, what's my uh, father-in-law says? I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Right. You know, it, it's just, it's one of those things you just got to like, you got to let them go. You got to give them the keys to the car and just let them go a little bit. But you still stand by the window and you watch and you still wait for them to come home. And you just trust that they're going to take everything that you've taught them and everything that they've learned and kind of run with it and be this mature person and lay ground rules. I, you know, we can see you. you. You can never block us from the one account that we think is your only account, that we hope is your only account. So we see it. We monitor it. You know, it's it's like um, parties and stuff at this age. Now, your, your kids are in high school. Your son's in high school. You know, you don't tell them to go drinking. You don't tell them to go out and get drunk. But you say, look, if you're ever drunk or you're ever with your friends that are drunk, do not get in the car with them. Do not get in the car by yourself. Just call me at 2 o'clock in the morning. I will come pick you up. Right. No questions you know, asked. Yeah. You know. it's It's not... I'm not an idiot, but, you know, and I don't forget what it was like to be a kid. These politicians who are, you know, weed is the devil and drinking and all this stuff, you know, these guys all grew up in the 60s. I mean, you know, everybody did things. You, you just, as soon as you tell everybody not to push the red button, as soon as you walk out of the room, they're going to push that red button. Absolutely. You know, so don't you open gotta, this box. Yeah, yeah, oh. don't open the box. They don't open until Christmas and right. nice little slits cut yeah. in it. You gotta, you gotta just trust in them. That's all. I mean, it's scary, but we just talked about milestones and the girls turning into, you know, young women and your son turning into a young man, and it, it happens. We did it. We're here. You know. Yeah, yeah. And you know, actually, we talked about this a little bit before. You see so much now, especially like on Facebook, parents trying to be their kids' friend. Oh, that's the worst. Absolute worst. Friend before a parent. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Right. I I, I can't even I, I can't even fathom where that comes from. Do I want my kids to trust me and, and be able to talk to me? Yeah. Do I want them to be able to have a good time with me? Yeah. Do I want them to run when I yell? Goddamn right I do. Right. You know, I wasn't scared of my dad where I quivered, but if my dad came home from work, I left the room. Hey, dad, how's it going? Do your thing. Yep. You know. Yeah. You know, I I tell my kids that all the time. Like when when I was growing up. I was never in the same room with my parents. And maybe that's a little dysfunctional. <laughs> but, uh, you, know, you know, they they had their adult time. Right. And, you know, kids were playing in a different room. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, I was, you know, best friends with my mom or with my father. You know, they were my parents first. Mm-hmm. And I respected them for that. Right. And then, you know, yeah, we had our, our fun together. Um, but it wasn't my parents' responsibility to entertain me all day long. Right. Go. It's like the Muppet Babies. Go play. Go use your imagination. Go in a room and do something on your own. Right. And I'm going to talk to your mom about whatever. And I'm going to talk to. But you now, nowadays, friends. it's okay. Here's your here's your new you know your new Xbox. Yeah. Um, or you know, um, you know, let's go play Xbox together. Yeah. Yeah, I can see you once in a while. That that that's fine. But um, and now it's you know listening to the same music. You know, it, I, don't, I don't know. It's uh, I just think you're seeing that more and more nowadays where it's friendship over parenting yeah it's you know i see it um my ex-wife and my daughter tammy um when we went through our our divorce and separation stuff um my ex-wife said basically treated tammy as a friend first right right 
And then when she got into another relationship, then it was the guy saying, well, this, it's not how this works. Right. And then there's that rift. To my wife, Shauna, and I, it's always been like, you know, okay, we're talking, we're talking. Hey, the adults are talking. You know, my daughter, Tam, the other kids who, who had lived with us, Tammy lived with their mother at the time, would know when we sat around a table with my parents or and we weren't eating, it wasn't dinner time or something, it was just adult talk time, they would just get up and leave. Because they knew, like, we set these ground rules, adults around a table talking about adult stuff, you're a kid, go play. Right. Tammy would come up and just sit down. Because at her, you know, her house with her mother, that's what she did. She just sat and talked adult right. stuff. But I never did that. Oh, my God. When my parents had people over for dinner, it was like, oh, we're eating dinner, we're eating dinner. Okay, you guys are done. Go outside, pick up a baseball bat, and get out of here. We want to play Pinochle or whatever, you know, whatever they did. And that's what they did. There, there was no best friend. I mean, not... I, I don't know. I want my kids to respect me. I want to I want to raise my voice. Well, so that, like you said before, you know, it, it's important to be friendly with your child to the point where you want them to trust you and be able to come to you about something, or mm. you know, even talk to you about you know their friends or issues that they might be having in school. But there's also got to be that line of, okay, you know, we're friendly, right? But I'm still your your father, right? Or you know, your mother. That's or, a healthy dose of fear. It, absolutely, you know, absolutely. There, there's nothing wrong. Nobody wants to hit their kids. You can't. You, you can't. Know, back in the day, it was a backhand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't even do that smack anymore. your kid on the butt at the store anymore. Like if he's being a pain in the ass. I mean, my my wife and I just got out of. You know, like I said, Evan is he'll be four in a month, and he's getting spanked a little bit on the butt now because he he does this thing. He wanted it was like bedtime, and he wanted to build a tunnel. This was a couple weeks ago in the living room. He wanted to build a tunnel. I said, No, Evan, it's it's bedtime. We're not we're not building a tunnel right now. And he said. I want to build a tunnel and they start crying and tunnel and tunnel this and tunnel that. And I said, I don't want to hear you say the word tunnel anymore. It's bedtime. Right. He, he goes under his breath. Tunnel. And I said, did you just say tunnel? Yes. So little tap on the butt, nothing. His feet didn't even move. And he looks at me and he goes, tunnel. <laughs> and I did it again and I really, I really got him. To, but it was it. That was o- it was over then. He didn't stop. He hugged, kissed, laughing, joking. People forget that you can get smacked on the butt and not your life isn't over. Right. You know, you have that little bit. It's little not child bit. abuse. Yeah. Child abuse, closed fist, punch in the face for no reason because you're drunk right. and you're an asshole. But your kid is, is not doing what he's supposed to do, you know, or purposely hurting you or like blatantly ignoring what you're telling them to do. Right. That's not how that works. That's not how it works in my, mm-hmm. my house, you know. It's the same. These are the kids that are growing up and being disrespectful little turds, you know? They're not... They don't respect adults. They don't respect teachers. They, they don't respect authority. Yeah. <clears throat> and they don't know how to handle rejection. They don't know how to handle no because their parents tell them yes and everybody gets a participation award. I was just going to say that's because they, <laughs> they got a trophy and everything oh, they did. It's the worst. They, you know, what I fear for that kind of stuff is what's going to happen when they go for a job interview or a college interview. And they get told no. What are they going to do? They're going to be one of these kids who take a gun on campus and just start mowing people down. Or, or they're just going to say, you know what? I'm going to go tell my mommy and daddy. Yeah. And then mommy and daddy. four years old and they have their mother <laughs> and father calling the, uh, you know, the, the place of interview that they're interviewing at uh, to get scolded. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm younger. I don't want to sound like back in the day I walked, you know, 10 miles of school uphill both ways kind of thing. Well, I but, did. It was three miles uphill. Yeah. <laughs> it was 10. You were closer. But I just... I don't know. I, you know, my dad, I, I can't remember from probably age 10, I don't think my dad had to raise his hand at me because I knew better. 
Right. You know, my mom, all she had to do at a certain age was just say, I'm going to call your father at work. And I'm pretty sure I baked a cake after that for her and apologized. <laughs> Whatever I was doing, even if I didn't think I was wrong. You know, it's just one of those things. My that, father, uh, we had, a, I have two brothers, so it was three boys growing up. And uh, we weren't probably the, the biggest angels, but my father used to have this one little stare. You know, he'd show his teeth. And I've actually, um, I guess, uh, grown into having that. <laughs> and uh, my kids know when, when, when they see my bottom teeth, they're like, uh-oh, dad's pissed. <laughs> and... and and I could say, you know, for the most part, they, they respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex, on the other hand, when the kids were growing up, she was more, and I'm not knocking her because she's my ex-wife, I'm not knocking her at all, but she was always more the friend. I was, you know, the disciplinarian. Right, good cop, bad cop. Right, right, exactly. Right. And I always tell her, I say, Tracy, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass one day. Yep. And sure enough, once we got divorced and we were, you know, had different places, uh, you know, living places, she called me, she told me, you're right. You know, these kids don't respect me because they think I'm their friend. And it took her a little while to adjust that. And, you know, thankfully she did. All right. Well, we're on the topic of respect here. Uh, Number two for the New York Yankees playing shortstop, Derek Jeter. Jeter. Uh, This is the last year we're going to hear that. Uh, It it blew my mind. I remember I was laying in bed and and I was on my phone, you know, scrolling through news things. And my wife was there. I got to the, the Derek Jeter retiring story that... You, you knew it was happening. I mean, the core four were down to the core one. And, you know, he's 40, whatever he is, 41, 42 years old. Um, but it hit me. It hit me hard. Um, Derek Jeter, his rookie year was the last year that my grandfather was alive. So he's the last player on the team that ties me to conversations I had with my grandfather at night about the stupid Yankees, yeah. you know, whatever was going on. Um the big thing for me is is my son, he's only, you know, my little guy, he's only going to be four, so he's not going to know Derek Jeter, but I want to get him to a game. I think I mentioned it to you. I know I've talked to I want to get him to a game. I just want him to be able to say, like, hey, I was at a stadium and Derek Jeter played. I mean, my grandfather took my mom to see Mickey Mantle in his last year when he was playing first base and couldn't move. His knees were dead. Right. But there's something about, you know, we were talking about this respect thing. The respect for the game, I you know, we as Yankee fans respect Jeter. He came up. He could have left. He could have gone somewhere for more money, I'm sure. You know, it was never about that. He did it right. He wasn't married and cheating like that freaking bum A-Rod. You know, he did it He, he, he did He's it a right. one athlete. You know, I've never really been a fan of pushing kids to idolize an athlete mm-hmm. or, you know, a movie star or something like that. Um, but if if my kid were to idolize somebody, an athlete or something, that would be the one person I would say, yeah, you know what? And, and hopefully, you know, 10 years from now, we don't find something out. Right. But uh, there's really no other, I really, you know, really no other person that I know of, you know, in the professional movie side or whatever that has been as clean as this guy. Yeah. And as a parent where you could say, you know what? I did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't... Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, don't get me wrong, but... But you don't even hear that from him. You right. don't even hear a slip up. And I don't know if it's because he was never married and never had kids, so... Well, maybe because he was never married. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he didn't make that that problem, uh, that mistake. But he didn't have, like... He didn't mean that, Sean. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the first time he got married. Not the second time, babe. Um, but, he, you know, he just... He did everything the way... I hate to say it's the way you're supposed to, but it's the way you're supposed to. He dedicated... 
his life to the game and, and to playing. And I'm sure he got $20 million you know, a year. He never, he never put them. You see so many superstars nowadays that they try to make themselves bigger than the game. Right. He was never bigger than the game. Yeah, never hopped like Sammy Sosa when he hit a home run. Nope. Didn't do that crap that Cano did when he hit a ground ball. You know, his head was down. He ran. So that play in Oakland, he had no right being on the first baseline when the ball was coming down. But those instincts came in, and he got, you know, and speaking of somebody who has no, Jason Jambi was the one who got tagged down on that play. Right. It's because he didn't slide. If yeah. he would have slid, yeah. he was probably safe, but he stood up. But yeah. anyway, but it. Jeter just has that knack for being in the right spot at the right time, on the field, off the field from what we hear now. Right. Like you said, I mean, you hate to do it. Look at, was it last year last year or the year before when he had that great year? Of course, everyone starts going, well, how could a 39-year-old who has never done, you know, you always have that little caveat in there. But I just don't see it. I see him being like this. I tell you what, if, if it ever came out that he did something, you know, some, you know, performance-enhancing drugs or I, I, I'm not surprised with a lot of these other players, mm-hmm. but if it ever came back that he did, uh, I, I would be, I'd be devastated. So I'd no like, pass for the captain on that. His nah. last year, forty-two year old guy shoots a little steroid just to get him going. No pass. I don't think so. Yeah, no, no, because I think that would just completely ruin the number two. Yeah, you know, and then the other problem is the one time you do it, it's not like you get caught the first time. You know, I mean, it's, it's very rare that the one time you get caught is the first time you've yeah, done and, it. And it would actually be somebody like Jeter that would say, hey, you know what? I just need to get through this year. I want to play every game, right. you know, in every stadium, you know, just to, so I could do my own personal goodbyes. And, you know, he'll take a shot and he'll wind up getting caught for the one time that he actually yeah. did do it. Yeah, and that'll, that'll ruin that legacy and the, the core four we've already got. Well, Posada didn't do any steroids, right? I mean, nobody really looked at him for it. But you had Pettit. You know, I yeah. guess Rivera didn't either. So yeah, so the only one who was Pettit, and he left for a while anyway. So he's a little questionable on his uh, core four status. That no big fan of him going to Houston. But yeah. um, so I guess with that, you know, we we got about a half hour. Had some good conversation. Um, yeah, we we got a couple of websites here. Where I guess this is our first official plugging yeah, here. Our first official plug. Um, so. Our podcast site, if you're listening to this, you probably already know it, but it's uh, Daddy Opinion, Daddy Opinion dot Podbean dot com. Um, Chris has a blog, and you want to give your, your address okay, up? C Kozar, that's C K O S A R dot blogspot dot com. I've got one of my own. It's way too outnumbered, and it's the number two. So it's way the number two outnumbered dot blogspot dot com. And uh, we have a, we're going to start a combined blog, and we'll put the podcast out, daddy-o-pinion.blogspot.com, so you guys can check all that stuff out. Um, and we're going to try to do this, I guess, every week, you know, as long as schedules permit. I'm sure there will be a ton of crap Absolutely. with kids and exes and sports and work to complain about and talk about. And, you yeah. know, what we really want is for you guys to leave us a comment. Leave a comment on the Podbean site or on the Blogspot site. Site. Give us, uh, you know, some topics that you may want to uh, hear about or even talk about. And uh, you know, once we come out with these podcasts, um, we can even keep the dialogue going, you know, via the uh, the websites, you know, through comments. Yeah. So that's it, guys. All right. Um, have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Eric, good job. Thanks, buddy.